0: Plan bring it down off his chest. Marshall stabs it away. Now it's hit of the volley. Oh, that's an absolutely incredible first goal in Cincinnati's MLS history by Leonardo Bertone.
1: What's up? World! Yeah, alright, it's your boy Sway from MTV News. First MLS game is in the books, so we are back for episode 46 of Knifey Lion Radio. My name is Jonah. Follow KLR on Twitter if you are insane and haven't already. Joining me In the major league studio is the indoor instigator, Zach. Hi. A big MLS hello to everyone. (laughs) Howdy. Joining us via two cans and a string is Nick from soccer.
2: Hello, everybody.
1: He planned that. Today, we get the pleasure of talking about FCC's first MLS game ever with our weekly
0: recap. Recap.
1: sorry we'll pick our FCC Man. Man. of the week that's Zach's favorite segment we'll look for a Deckle Smash. that's right Deckle lives we'll play a little game called FCC survivor Man. folks it's very topical and I'll explain it when we get there we will dissect coaching decisions in a way only we can <laughs> what's the name of the guy who stopped listening Uh, I've forgotten about him. Yeah, fuck him. In... Catch Watch. And we may have an MLS Minute from Kevin Wallace as of recording time. I'm not sure. So you get to be surprised right along with us. Anything else gets put in the Vitamix for a smooth blended edition of... Potpourri. Folks, I'm going to be honest. Have you (laughs) seen that uh,
3: (laughs) Curb Your Enthusiasm where his voice is extra low and he's pissing off Cheryl because he just keeps saying...
1: Cheryl, sure, listen, bow, bow. <laughs> I've had that happen to me in an OCD way where I tried to make the lowest noise possible, and I feel like I can't quite get there. and uh, It upsets me psychologically.
3: I clearly wasn't shouting last night. My voice <laughs> is higher than ever.
1: Folks, uh, don't worry, this is written down. I'm going to be honest. <laughs> this podcast already has a different feel to it. We're a major league production now, even if the actual production has stayed the same. The winds of change are blowing gently across the back of my neck, raising my hairs while we erase our game. With that said, right before kickoff, the face of our beloved John Harks flashed across my mind, and I hope he watched from his cave and gave a little smirk. But more likely, he smashed a wine glass in his bare hand. But Harks, thank you for allowing all of Cincinnati into... The John Hark's, John Hark's cave, cave of, wonders. of wonders. Also, today's episode is sponsored by Burger King, Burger famous King. for their roast beef sandwiches. Did you guys think about John Hark's at all, or am I just crazy? <laughs> I yelled at, at Molly Malone's three cheers for Hark's. How'd that go? There was no reply. <laughs> <laughs> so, let's get into the recap, recap first recap, recap. FCC MLS game ever. I'd like to set the scene. I watched the Molly Malone's with the pride and some uh, people I'd never seen before, but it was pretty packed. Zach set the scene for the people out there wanting to know how Zach watched the game. Alone. At Living- home, I'm assuming. <laughs> at
3: home. Lights out. Living room.
1: Gorilla radio.
3: I, <laughs> I fell asleep, as I often do, putting my kid to bed. And luckily, I woke up on my own at 930
2: and said, oh, shit.
1: <laughs> got down there it was a little groggy they woke you up real fast i perked up yeah. uh nick how about you
2: very similar to zach i was down in my basement lights off sound was cranking and uh yeah yeah it was uh glorious <laughs> well if you're not fucking amped
1: yet <laughs> uh, but uh yeah like i said molly malone's was
2: packed up <laughs> i do want to mention that i i had two kids sleeping here so i couldn't go out but molly malone's was probably my next choice but um yeah no it was the basement for me so i just wanted to throw that
1: in they got to work on their tvs though it's um i was excited to finally be able to tell who was who but i really couldn't and uh i did yell a lot lots of random nonsense so if i sound extra 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 sensual well that's why but let's get into the game um Starting lineup, sponsored by Cliff Bars. t was <laughs> the out there, of course. Deplan, or as apparently, Deplan. John Strong made a point of saying that, uh, De- De- I can't do it. Deplan said, no, it is Deplan. But I've heard him say it, and he doesn't exactly say Deplan. He says, Matthew Deplan. Uh, so, fuck you, Matt. Don't try to change me, bro. Waston Hagland, Alvis Powell, Victor Urioa, Bertone, Roland Lama. Corbin Bone? Bone, yeah, Corbin Bone, Eric Alexander, and Adi. I mean, this is just your bread and butter. What did you think? Well, I thought this ain't no three-four-three, three. and uh, apparently it wasn't.
3: <laughs> yeah, so I was yeah working it out in my head. I I didn't jump straight to the four-two-three-one, but. I was like, that's definitely four at the back. How about yeah, Corbin Bone? Corbin Bone, it was surprising, but he's good. Well, also, the other thing that was noticeable in the lineup was no Cruz at all. Yeah, he so wasn't on the bench or anything. Super strange, because we know he traveled. Did he's he? Seen, yeah, he's in all oh. all the videos in the Instagram and everything. Alan Cruz is in it, tagged in him. Mm. Looks happy, wearing the training jacket. Uh,
1: Seattle Edibles claim another <clears> victim.
3: Yeah, so I don't know what was going on there. The preseason was a wash (laughs) just throw
1: it all away (laughs) so there you go uh nick anything jump out of you
2: yeah i mean kind of what what we just mentioned i mean if if you think back to last season preseason it was kind of the similar thing it was like they were playing if i remember correctly formations that we ended up not really playing they were playing personnel like put together in such a way that doesn't really make sense if you look at the the season that, that came afterwards it's kind of a similar thing like I look back at the preseason and it's like it, it just it just seems so discombobulated to what we're probably well, well what we saw last night what we're probably going to see but I felt good actually about the starting lineup you know I know we're going to get to this but with Powell there was there was a lot of there was a lot to be left desired I think with Powell in the preseason and um, I know that everyone's kind of like harping on him right now uh, which we'll get into but uh yeah, I I think he he was questionable for me out of the starting lineup even more so than Bone because Bone's the kind of guy like you know he's in the midfield he's got he's got the chops I mean if if he can get the ball to his foot he's gonna make great passes he's gonna keep the continuity rolling with the team so yeah I was I was actually pretty happy with the starting lineup maybe aside from uh, seeing Powell starting
1: it's great seeing Alexander out there he doesn't look old and weird at all but. Uh... <laughs> But yeah, let's just skip. Let's get let's get the obvious out of the way. The first few minutes, they had a, some great chances. One that went off the post. I'm still not sure, or Seattle off the post. I'm not positive that he didn't uh tt didn't get a touch on it before it hit the post and then had his glove i didn't see a view one way or another that convinced me but i'm gonna assume he got the slightest of touches and pushed it to the side but uh yeah they could have easily gotten a goal in the first three minutes of the game they had two really good chances at 13th minute against the run of play you would say was the goal so we should just talk about the goal now that's what everyone came to see it was the only goal of the game for either team Deplon, I, re-watching it, I was surprised. I didn't realize that was him who had done the little juggling act before uh, Bertone got his shot off. But yeah, Deplon made a long run and then he tried, he flicked it over a guy's head and looked like he tried to have a shot and he got blocked and the ball fell perfectly to Bertone who fucking ripped the shot of a, of a lifetime, of a team, of a franchise, at least so far. Zach, talk to me. For Tony, he's the best player we've ever had now. (laughs) It
3: was fucking glorious. And you see that ball coming down and Adi's kind of running at it with his back to the goal. And you're just like, get out of the fucking way, man. Don't touch it. (laughs) Luckily, he didn't. And uh, yeah, it was great. I like I couldn't celebrate out loud because my kid was sound asleep. But uh, it stirred something inside of me that I haven't felt in a long, long time.
1: Uh, It was U.S. Open Cup, Mitch saving a goal feeling. It felt like that.
3: And I I should mention, I think I texted you guys, like, the lead up to the game and the anthem and everything. It felt like we were in a final for whatever reason. Like, I had the nerves like that. The players looked like it, too. And uh, to score that
1: goal, you're just like, oh, shit. Let's park the bus. (laughs) Uh, I, at that moment I wasn't exactly confident that uh we were gonna hold the fourth the whole game based on the start but uh, I uh I felt like I busted a vein in the back of my head and for the rest of the game I had a throbbing headache and it was uh it was pretty brutal but definitely worth it at one point I was screaming and nothing was coming out and so I knew that uh i maybe pushed it too hard, but Nick, you know, just describe your uh, orgasmic sensations you were feeling as you saw that ball go in the back of the net.
2: Well, the listeners probably don't know this, but uh, Zach and Jonah—they, you guys tend to be like ahead of me on the stream always. So I'll get text messages and I'll know that something's about to fucking happen. And I got a text message from Zach that said,
0: ah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so he wasn't celebrating in his house, but he was definitely celebrating via text. It could have been by bad screaming.
1: too. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah,
2: exactly. Well, I didn't know. I didn't know what it was. I just knew that something like big happened. And then, um, you know, Duplon is juggling the ball, like he said, and it gets kind of like a like a half-assed clearance from Seattle. And that strike i mean when he hit that and i just saw it like a laser going in the corner i thought that was just an absolute world-class shot and to see that in high def and all these different <laughs> camera angles no seriously it it made me think like this i mean obviously this sounds very cliche we all know this but it really felt like welcome to the next level that hit in that stadium and that atmosphere. Oh man, that was, it was truly orgasmic. There's no doubt about it. And um, yeah, I, um, I I thought it was kind of a little neat tidbit that uh, Fry, who's a Swissman, is that what you call him, Swissman? Swiss? Swissman?
3: It's a swy. Yep. <laughs> Fry, he a yep. swy.
2: Yeah, Bertone, a Swissman, put in the past another Swissman. Yeah, I don't know
1: if you saw my tweet or noticed at the time after the goal celebration, Kendall Watson in Bertoni's face gave him about three <laughs> three smacks. I don't know what he was I, accomplishing. I did see that. Uh, Bertoni kind of looked like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> like, uh, "This is real." He's like, "Yeah, I know, man. I've been scoring bangers <laughs> for young boys. Was, uh, I've been yeah. banging them for young boys for years." <laughs> like, Real Ferdinand used to do that all the time, smack people in the face. I think. Yeah. I did notice he was kind of like pulling his hand back it was more like a smack pull back again so it wasn't like a full force but I mean Kenna Watson's fucking huge just no way that felt good but uh yeah Molly Malone's went fucking as it would insane uh this is a tidbit for all you uh, meme fans out there I I lost control of my body I gave three def a hug <laughs> so just like it was a meeting of the memes I don't think he was expecting it either but but uh yeah so the next I'd say five to ten minutes we looked fucking great <laughs> like all of a sudden every player just like had a belief that like oh shit yeah we're up and we know what we're doing and like our passes were actually coming off i was like we might score another fucking goal uh it was not to be but uh zach how'd you feel about this next 10 minutes when we were as i was screaming style on him, style on him! <laughs> i was screaming pour it on
3: Felt great um, yeah we were incredible after that call <laughs> like I, I texted you guys like oh my god we're fucking great get in there Corbin See he had a couple good touches in there too and uh
1: you're like oh baby <laughs> we could do this <laughs> and I listened actually I couldn't hear it at Molly Malone's but I was watching most of it again today and uh just for those few minutes before the goals got poured on us uh Stu Holden was like this looks like a confident team. This is like, uh, you don't want to say this guy. And he was just like uh, hyping it up. I was like, that's right. And this is me watching already knowing we're about to get fucking destroyed. But uh, yeah. well, it felt good to hear.
3: And I don't want to echo him too much, but he had already talked a lot about Powell. It's like Powell's just getting caught up way too much. And uh, that was happening before the goal. And even I remember like, I think maybe the goal had even gone in on my TV already. And Nick responded to like Powell being
1: out of position. I'm trying to dribble his way out and not really being able to do it. One time he yeah. got saved by it deflected off one of their guys and we got a throw in, but otherwise he looked like someone who hadn't played in the MLS very much. And, uh, he definitely has. But before we, uh, assault him, his character <laughs> completely, Nick, how about those 10 minutes when we were fucking Kings of the MLS? What were you thinking?
2: Sorry, I had you on mute. Um,
1: <laughs> talk to me about was, those 10 minutes after why the goal, letting, bro. You were,
2: no, I mean, all we had to go off of was uh, preseason, of course. So when we scored that goal and we had this this stint of, like, just phenomenal play, I mean, I'm thinking, what the fuck was I missing when I was watching preseason? Because this is a totally different-looking team. The confidence was there. The continuity was there. People were getting in good positions for as much as we're going to probably come down on Powell. He had, like, a shot, I think, from, like, I don't know, 35 yards out or something but like it was just like all this confidence kind of came to fruition and I was stunned I mean literally stunned and like my body was like (laughs) like, I was just like glowing over here because I was like I can't believe I'm watching that team that got beat down by the fire and the crew just fucking taking it to the Sounders right now in their stadium in our inaugural match like it just it just felt fucking surreal. That goal and those that 10 minutes were fucking blissful.
1: Before the game started, I had said out loud, I said, I don't know, I might have said 3-1, 4-1. I said, if we lose 3-1, to but we score that first goal, it'll be okay. Because we had that, like I said, about 10 minutes where, uh, you know, we felt like fucking kings of the world. And that feeling was enough to get me through getting smashed the rest of the game. So if it would have been 4 nothing, and then we got like some kind of our inaugural goal was like a tap in. A meaningless to happen at the end. It wouldn't have felt the same. So I'm 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 happy. I'm happy. It, I'm happy it, ha- it happened this way. It um. also,
3: uh, it trumped the whole preseason for me. Those 10 minutes and then even some before the goal. And there was also moments in the second half where like we showed more potential in this 4-1 loss than we saw throughout that whole preseason. I think we all agree. Like we feel better after this 4-1 defeat than we felt about the team after that crew loss. Because you know, like we've got some shit in us.
1: Yeah, it's unfortunate. Our next game's against Atlanta. It'll be harder to build off <laughs> what we started. But uh, we scored a goal. That's over with. Uh, you know, we played a tough game. And
3: I mean, for me, the main one is Powell looked great, bombarding down the line a few times. He does that little Ronaldo flick behind his leg and cuts inside. Um, never came to anything. But if he has some real cover, I think he can be really threatening. But you just can't trust him. To get back, someone else has to be back there.
1: The first Seattle goal, 27th minute, first time getting burned down the left, I think. <laughs> Kelvin Leardham scored that. And that was where TT jumped out, pushes it basically straight to the Seattle guy who um, gets a pretty easy goal. And um, so that was 14 minutes after our glorious goal. So, 33rd minute, if you watch him, is like kind of a mirror image of what happened in the last one. And they scored again. They get another goal in the forty-third minute. So before the first half ended, after all that that joy, we were down three-one. Uh, At that point, I was hoping, all right, three-one, <laughs> I can live with this. Maybe we'll get one back just for fun. But like, yeah, let's park. Let's really park the bus, guys. Come on, I don't want to get fucking Minnesota out there.
2: No, I think for me it was a, a stark realization of like this is the next level. I mean, it it got fucking merciless out there, which is. I mean, I'm all for. I mean, I'm I'm glad to be playing in a league where it's so fast that, you know, you can just get fucking hammered in a matter of minutes with a, with a bombardment of goals. Just to go back to what Zach said, I, I think that, you know, obviously on Twitter and everywhere else online, uh, Powell's really getting it today. And, uh, and, and he should, rightfully so. But I think the silver lining and all that is – Exactly what you said is that he looked very threatening especially in the second half when he got the ball at his, his feet and he could take people on if he had a more of an offensive role less of a defensive role that there is definitely a niche for him as far as the two goals we just talked about he, he was definitely at, at, at fault at least for at one of those goals i mean not getting back he just he did look kind of lost and like and he almost seemed like he was almost gassed or something in the first half, with him just not getting back and leaving all kinds of space open behind him, I don't know what type of formation would be conducive to him being able to, you know, maybe play on the outside midfield because he does got the speed, but not have to to get back.
1: There's one more goal, second half, in the 87th minute when they were just fucking <laughs> piling it on. I was literally screaming out for mercy, Braveheart style, but they they gave no mercy. 61st minute, Darren Maddox came in for Aaron Alexand- Eric Alexander. I remember thinking
3: like he was playing like we were in desperation mode, which we were. And uh, he wasn't really staying in position or anything. He was going anywhere to get the ball. He really wanted the ball. I remember thinking that. But, we, you know, he didn't produce much, if anything. But I don't, it's not really
1: his fault. Yeah. Uh, 73rd minute, Kakuta Mane came in, uh, who has not played a minute with this team yet, but he was out there. And uh, Caleb Stenko came in for the last four minutes. Uh, The rest of the bench was Lasso, Blake Smith, uh, Spencer Ritchie, and Ledesma. I was really hoping to see Ledesma get a couple minutes. Obviously, at this level, they realized, uh, hey, we should keep going down this side. This seems promising. And they fucking just pounded it over and over again. And uh,
3: I mean, we could talk about this in Koch Watch, but there was one thing, when they interviewed him at halftime, they're like, oh, what do you need to do? Whatever. And he's like, oh, we just need to hold the ball better. We need more possession. Just because he didn't say it out loud doesn't mean he wasn't thinking it. But I would have thought the first thing he was like, we're being exploited down their left side. We can't stop anything coming down that side. Maybe try to do something about it. But there was no change in the second half at all. It was the same story down Pal's side.
1: Yeah, I also read the interview where he said that... uh after the crew game he realized maybe this three four three wasn't working and decided to make a change. I don't know. That's pretty hilarious. Well yeah. we could talk about that.
3: They uh, uh, no, they said that on the broadcast, which they must have talked about during their production meeting or whatever. Yeah. Um we all knew it wasn't working weeks
1: before <laughs> no.
3: Weeks before that. And then so you gotta think, I thought we looked so much better in this formation. What if we had done this the whole preseason? would everyone have felt more comfortable? You would have known what to expect from Powell, how much you can trust him in that position.
1: Yeah, I don't know. Nick, before you get into it, let me give you some of these stats. Uh, The basic stats stick out pretty good. Uh, We had seven shots, three shots on goal. Seattle had 24 (laughs) shots, (laughs) nine on goal. Uh, I only had to make two saves. Six corner kicks for them. Uh, Only one corner kick for us. I mean, I liked that we weren't just whipping in crosses from the side, but there's a few times it's like just fucking jimmy it up, man. Get it down there and whip one in. And uh, the fact that we get down there makes sense that we only had one corner kick. Uh, 13 fouls for us, six fouls for them. Possession was 36% to 64%. And uh, yeah, it definitely seemed like that. But uh...
2: yeah, I mean, just a couple thoughts. I definitely think that um, what Zach said is absolutely true. I mean, I took so much more away from this game than I did the entire preseason. I think that formation was much uh, more suited for what we're trying to do. I mean, I, like, we had no midfield play at all in the preseason. Like, I, it just didn't happen. Maybe in the Charleston game a little bit. But but um, last night, we did have a couple spells of, like, you know, putting some stuff together through the midfield. But I definitely think the formation we had last night was much more promising than the bullshit we were toying with in the preseason. But I think – for me, the final thought is we're missing that special guy in the middle. We are, I think, Real Snarklake on Twitter, who's hilarious, by the way, he brought the point up that um, we need a number 10. And um, we we do. And and I think that's what we were, what we've been lacking. I mean, like, again, I know this is my BFF as you've dubbed him for me. Alexander Katai for the fire was the standout player that we didn't have. And Iguain was the standout player the crew had that we didn't have. And last night, Ladero for me. I think that's what it boils down to. I mean, obviously, there's there's a lot of things we need to learn. Um, you really need somebody that can get their foot on the ball and kind of slow it down when it needs to slow down.
3: You heard it here first, folks. We need a number ten.
2: <laughs> where's Mad- <laughs>
1: where's Maddie? What would Maddie Fernandez be doing out there? Goddamn, his broken knees, <laughs> How dare you?
3: I was I was thinking about it last night, and you know, Nazmi can play as a number ten. I feel like that's his, like, preferred role. But, like, could you picture him being successful last night at all? And I, watching that, I was like, no way, man. He'd be out of his depth. Maybe he'll prove me uh, wrong, yeah. but... I didn't,
1: yeah. Corbin Bone did not have a very good game. And I, when I was re-watching in the first half, he had, like, three giveaways within 20 minutes. And I was bummed because I wanted him, like, I, when I saw he was starting, I was like, oh, Bone's gonna get the goal. Of course, it'll be, like, a USL guy <laughs> who gets it. But, uh, unfortunately, it didn't, it didn't go that way. Sorry, Corbin Bone's defense he's one guy who
3: definitely looked nervous as hell yeah and I'm i think not, that, i don't begrudge him yeah and, and I, he wasn't
1: the reason we got scored on and i hope four times and i hope nobody does because uh no you know. his best friend is powell today for sure but um
3: <laughs> <laughs> but like when they were walking out man he looked
1: he did look nervous yeah he couldn't believe he was starting either Hey, everybody. Going to take a quick break in the action to let you know that this week's episode has also been brought to you by Sin Solutions Technology Services Backend Sourcing. If your company has coding challenges that can't be met by mom-and-pop data structure framework node wranglers, Sin Solutions Technology Services Backend Sourcing is the answer for your global, local, national reactive OS stacking problems. CTSVS has comprehensive syntax queries for all the UX and UI compiler bootstrap framework deviances that every Tom, Dick and Harry knows about. Finally, an asynchronous programming language solution everyone can understand. Don't get bogged down with relational database management anymore. Call the folks you can trust at Sin Solutions Technology Services Backend sourcing today. Now back to the podcast. But uh, just as far as some of the players go, I took some I put some uh, really uh, poor notes next to a couple of players. Uh, how do we think TT? I, I gave him a lot of shit That's preseason for me, just like body language and everything. Uh, I liked what I saw better than I did against the crew. I don't know if that's um, just me.
3: And I think I texted you guys multiple times saying TT is God. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He did make some saves and he had to, he can't just let that roll. Um, no. Yeah, and, he can't uh, let that. There was one he came over, uh, he jumped over a handful of players and punched one away really good um yeah i thought he had a i thought he had a good game he had five motherfucker uh it's just my headphones no one else could hear that noise
1: uh, he had five saves that's pretty good Deplan the plan uh i i when i was re-watching i noticed how he was getting really like fucking up in the shit he was really making some offensive movements. I wasn't expecting it, so it was nice to see him up, up high. And um, what do you guys think about Nick Hagelin? Because I've literally seen the complete opposite ends of the spectrum. Some people saying like Hagelin was not worth it; he was absolute trash. Someone else said, uh, "Thank God we spent the money on Hagelin." <laughs> so like, <laughs> well, he did some good covering, but uh, so it was kind of hard to tell when he was if he was out of position what was going on. It's clear they're not they're not totally in sync together the back line just in general, which makes sense. But uh, did you think Haglin had a good game, a horrible game or somewhere in between? Cause I
2: think, I think, I think Haglin is a little bit of a, not an enigma for me, but he, the thing I like about him, I'll start there is that he always finds a way to get in front of the ball. Like he, he's always finding a way to get a piece of the ball just about, but the problem is, is he's been a little bit unlucky. If you take into account preseason as well, because he's had deflections that went in and he's had a handball that led to like a, like a penalty kick I think in preseason um so I guess it's kind of a good and bad thing I guess um but I think I would prefer to have somebody like that who a, um to, to like I said to get in front of a shot I would rather have that and have the you know the chance of a deflection or something else occurring than somebody having an open window to just unleash on goal but
3: well for one Waston he would be my man of the match I thought he was great I know it's hard to pick a central defender as your man of the match when you've given up four goals but um uh... And I think, without a doubt, Waston and Haglund right now should be our two in the middle back there. Um, Some people were saying, I don't understand how Defender of the Year doesn't get to start from the USL. Um, There's no way after watching last night do I put Lasso in over Haglund. I thought it was really odd. I try not to read too much if we're gonna do the pod because I don't want to repeat what other people have said or whatever, swipe anyone's thoughts. I did see someone asked Pat Brennan, like, oh, what he thought of Powell? like. He said, not good enough. And by that same token, Heglin wasn't good enough. That's kind of bullshit. I think he Heglin was under way too much pressure because of Powell. That took him out of his game. And I think also Eric Alexander, he got kind of fucked too.
1: Powell has a lot of people to answer to, I think. <laughs> yeah. Sorry,
3: I look- I'm talking too much. I just want to point out I want Powell in the team. <laughs> yeah.
1: I liked Lama. He looked uh, the most dangerous on the ball when he uh, had time as he did in the preseason. But anything else about the the midfield, like Nick said, we actually had a bit of a midfield, which was kind of wild to see us like building a few things, which we did not get to see at all. So,
3: yeah, I mean, it looked better than preseason. And you look at those two guys, Uella and Bretone, they're both, uh, you have it written there.
1: They both looked calm. They're both confident on the ball. They're uh... Eric Alexander. I I have one word. I have lumbering. (laughs) It's just (laughs) kind of the way he looks out there. And but let's talk about Audi. I said he didn't see much of the ball, but it seemed like uh, the naked eye that he was uh, given a good effort. Zach, you had some advanced stats and said, yeah, uh, maybe he wasn't uh, doing as much as we thought he did. <laughs> yeah, it's weird because when I was watching the game, I mean,
3: obviously we produced almost nothing um, outside of our goal, but his effort was there. It seemed like I mean he was all over the place. But then if you look at like those Audi stats, he was at negative ninety eight, which is the worst. Of any player. Um, it's different for a striker who didn't get a goal. Um, I think Stuart Holden pointed it out too. There was only like one or two where like the ball came into him with his back to goal where he could hold it up. He just wasn't getting those. Like, how many connections did you see bone to Adi? Not
1: many to Adi from anybody. I had no point was like, oh, fucking Adi. I, I just remember thinking, uh man, he has not gotten the ball very much.
2: I think a lot of people were jumping to conclusions very, very early. I mean, we played in one of the most intense atmospheres in this league. First game preseason that had just all kinds of crazy different uh, lineups. And, you know, so I, it's going to take a second. I mean, and I, I think we saw some glimpses last night, and and that's absolutely right. I mean, with Lamar and Loa and, um, you know, some of these guys that were creating havoc last night for us um, every now and then. When we when we start finding our chemistry, finding our groove, and we're playing You know, at home against teams that aren't as strong as the Sounders, I think. I think it's going to be. I don't know. I was. I'm actually taking much more positive away from last night than than anything negative because, you know, when we were looking good, we looked fucking really good.
1: Well, Nick, uh, I'll I'll just since you kind of answered the question I was going to ask next, uh, you can in one sentence. Would you say that uh, you're more confident and less confident than you were before the game happened as far as the season goes?
2: More confident. I'm definitely more confident.
1: Zach? Yeah, I'm going to say
3: more than one sentence. I am more confident. And, uh, yeah, my takeaway is I never felt like we were like, oh, man, we're playing, like, out of our depth here. We look like a team that if we iron the shit out, we can compete. Whereas, like, against Columbus, I was like, oh, man, we're not
1: ready for the league
3: yeah I feel much better now and I know it's odd because we got fucking crushed but uh yes more confident
1: I know some people are saying oh, we don't have the players, but it seemed to me just like the players not playing together. And if they get any kind of rhythm together, I'm not as concerned. So I'll say more confident too. So you heard it here first, every fucking one of us. Yeah. <laughs> more confident after slacking.
3: E- not even a full week with this formation.
1: No. So look for our two six eight one formation next week <laughs> just to throw everything for a week. But let's move on to this week's. Zach's created a segment, the FCC man, man. of the week. Uh, winner as usual gets a $50 gift card from James the jeweler can be redeemed only on Tuesdays between 1 and 3 p.m. Nick give me your FCC man of the week
2: oh it's it's got to be Bertone I mean just an incredible goal FCC history yeah I, I have to give it to him for that goal
0: Zach
1: yeah okay well I'm not even going to vote then Bertone enjoy <laughs> $50 to James the jeweler get your Swiss ring on and uh, make sure they're Tuesdays between 1 and 3 p.m. If you have practice, you are not allowed to send a proxy. Apologies. Must show up in the flesh. Um, bringing back this week, I just, I had to hear it. And uh, see, LA Galaxy just gave a statue to Dave Beckham outside of StubHub Center. Uh, sorry, Landon. Um, our statue to our FCC hero will be this week's edition of... Deckle SMASH! That's right, Deckle SMASH will return and will keep the name for the man who... But named it, <laughs> and uh the only one we could think of uh so far was Deplon getting slammed in the rib on that first Seattle goal. He ran into the goal score, took it pretty hard. He was the one who got smashed, but I'm having a hard time thinking of any other incident that uh is worthy of a decal smashness
2: um I think that's the only one that stands out to me other than the fact that we got fucking Decal smashed on the score line <laughs>
3: <laughs> I think uh. Heglin put a few hits on people, but I can't picture any of them. I just remember him, uh, people being angry at him multiple times.
1: We did it with a Midwestern charm. Not really. <laughs> yeah. How could you be mad? Yeah. So same deckle smash was
3: the plan getting brutalized. But uh, <laughs> the deckle smash that I wish would happen would be Chad Marshall getting an elbow to the face. There he looks like he's gotten a few. That's yeah. just Yeah, you hate to say someone has a punchable face, but he's got one. And uh in my list of <laughs> most hated MLS players, I got him up there side by side with Wondolowski.
1: <laughs> well, you heard it here first. Folks, while I was recording I forgot to introduce it, but luckily he delivered. So it's time for this week's
0: So here he goes! MLS opening weekend got started with Michael Bradley in Toronto proving everyone right by going out and getting a brace while beating Philly three to one. Not exactly how we saw that going. James O'Connor lives to see another day with a spectacular come from behind two to two draw against NYCFC. Columbus tried and tried and couldn't score more than just one against New York Red Bulls, uh, a home opener that failed to sell out. Hmm. Dallas in New England with a one one snoozer. Colorado and Portland in a sloppy one that's probably noteworthy, if only because it was 18 degrees. Coldest MLS game in history. RSL and Houston, boring. Vancouver and Minnesota both look really, really good. Loons winning 3-2 there. Zlatan did Zlatan things. LA Galaxy winning. Zlatan also almost broke Schweinsteiger's back. Atlantis looked absolutely pathetic against the Lucha Roos. And LAFC had a spectacular winner against 10-man SKC.
1: Uh, This week's brand new segment And this will be a recurring one Whether you like it or not It's FCC FCC Survivor. Survivor As you all know Nothing is more firmly planted In the current cultural zeitgeist Than the CBS smash hit Survivor So with that as the inspiration Each week you'll have to pick one player To vote off the team's island Never to return You can never pick the same player twice, so while your first instinct may be to boot someone like Powell off, Zach, we know you won't. You'll probably need him in the long run, so choose wisely while snuffing out the torch of this player. Has to be someone who played, starter, or came off the bench. Nick, I don't know if you're ready to handle this, so Zach will ask you first. (laughs) You gotta vote somebody off the island. They can never return again this season, unfortunately, and they had to have played. Whose torch are you snuffing out this week? Sweet, sweet. Eric Alexander <laughs> uh, I'll have to rethink mine because yeah that the obvious choice for me was Eric <laughs> and it, it sounds horrible Like well, I didn't know the did segment
3: it? existed I know, but, I know. So
0: I'm know. <laughs> just going uh, with my
1: heart uh, uh, Nick how about you you can never see this player again and you can never pick him again so even if Eric Alexander plays next week he cannot be voted off again so choose wisely who's snuffing who's torchy snuffing <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh boy um, well you know Oh, man. Yeah. It's
1: like that. <laughs> I like I'm like sorry. Segments that I, gotta make you go think.
2: I gotta go with pal. Oh, I gotta go with pal. Oh, wow. I, I, never just, again. Off, just never again. Just with last night. I just, uh, I, he just, he he's was dead.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you never get to see him uh, Poor Eric
3: Alexander. He's, he's listening for sure. Thinking he was hung out to dry the whole fucking game. He couldn't go forward. He didn't want to hang back, and it's all Powell's fault. Meanwhile, this prick is like Eric Alexander.
1: <laughs> take your torch and <laughs> take your torch and leave, whatever he's, Jeff says. Grab the, tri- your, the grab, tribe has spoken. Yeah, grab, so. his, uh, grab your grab your stuff. Um, yeah, so <laughs> wow, Nick, brave, brave. I, I respect you going on a limb because you know we we need like some some shock edits to get FCC FCC Survivor off the ground. You've got Powell. You got Alexander. I was like a my gut was going with Alexander, and. Um, but. I'm gonna go with a harsh, harsh pick. I'm gonna kick Corbett out of island. <laughs> oh, damn. It's nothing personal. But I think we could get by without him. That just makes me feel sad. (laughs) It's not. This isn't legally binding. So, uh, Corbin, I know you're listening. You're expecting another kid. I have several properties in Dornside, so we're bonded that way. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, I think if Zach would have said something else, I probably would have gone Eric Alexander. But uh, this is Sweeps Week, so Survivor... uh, I've got to do some crazy stuff. So this week's, uh, yeah, I guess uh, so So far this week we voted off. I'm going to write it down and make sure you guys don't try to repeat. Next week when Zach tries to kick uh, Alexander off the island again, <laughs> I'm going to remember. I already know my next pick. Eric, <laughs> Zach, Powell, Nick, wow, Nick. Bone, me. So, Corbin, don't take it personally. It's just (laughs) a thing. Guys, we think about SEC Survivor so far, it's been a smashing success. You can't get that on any other podcast. That's for damn sure. But uh, we're already three hours into this episode, so let's move right along. Oh, God. (laughs) This week's edition of Catch Watch. We'll do it fast. You'd hate to say you feel better about Koch after getting shellacked, but I'm I'm happy he eventually realized the formation was not working. He's, he has eyes. He saw what happened with the crew, and he uh, switched it up. So, uh, Nick, while you're uh, giving a summary of your feelings about Koch, uh, go ahead and throw in a temperature at any point. So what, what are you thinking?
2: I think 65 degrees. He's at room temperature right now for me. I mentioned before the game started, I, sent, I think I sent a text over saying, he looks like he was about to puke when they were all like <laughs> in the circle, in their yeah, circle, jerk before the, yeah. the game starts. Um, yeah, he looked fucking really nervous. And uh, so I don't know if that's playing into my decision or not. But, yeah, I think it's too early to to, to crank the temperature up. So yeah. I'm 165. Let's,
1: we won't fire him yet. Zach, what were you thinking? Well, I was thinking the whole
3: time he should have seen the writing on the wall after the battery game and then after Chicago and then uh, – well, he finally saw it. <laughs> Finally saw it against Columbus. And uh, maybe a little t- too little too late on the uh, whole formation switch. But I'm glad he did it. Again, I think he should have made some type of tactical change or something at halftime to protect our right side. That being said, he can stay. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'm more just confused about like Alan Cruz because, you know, we don't see what's going on. We don't we don't know. Maybe he's fucking sucking butt in practice or something. But uh, it's kind of like Nazmi was last year where we have we we're just assuming a lot based on nothing. And we're like, hey, come, what's going on here? Um, so some just surprising things. And uh, I'm glad Corbin got in there. But that, yeah that's pretty crazy, too. <laughs> but uh, for me, 72 degrees. I found myself not mad at him at all. And honestly, I didn't see many people upset with Koch just in general, and usually everyone's pretty knee-jerk against him. So, all in all, surprisingly, good week for Koch. <laughs> uh, no, I His best s- friend's <laughs> pal this week, all right. right? <laughs>
3: yeah, I didn't see too much stupid shit about wanting Koch out. And maybe when people are like, "Where are the Koch out people, are they referring to us usually? No, just, I've seen, there's people.
1: You know, there's real people.
3: Um, it's not just us. I'm usually just kidding. But I did see some stupid shit about, like, Lasso should be in over Hagland, which... I think that's fucking dumb. And then uh, that Ledesma should have started. And I don't think that's true either. I think his starting lineup was actually pretty good.
2: With what Zach just said, I saw this too on social media, like talking about like, why is Ledesma not playing? And why is Force Lasso? Like, look, guys, look at the game last night. Like it's fucking 10 times faster than USL. Like just because someone's a superstar in USL, it's just not, it doesn't, it's not going to translate like the way you think it's going to translate. I mean, that was fucking relentless last night. I mean, they're just raining shit on us. And if you're going to tell me that you think if Forrest Lasso was in, that it was going to make some big fucking difference, like, you're fucking kidding yourself.
1: Also, he'll get playing time. Forrest Lasso's going to play this year.
3: Yeah, I have no doubt he'll be a major player this and season. Ledesma
1: mm-hmm. will get some playing time, but uh, Kendall Waston will probably, if he's probably I know, in the gold cup he'll be gone i mean there's gonna be chances for lasso and people get hurt and so he'll get a chance to play and uh i think ledesma will too and uh, maybe alan cruz you never know maybe he'll get a chance to play at some point he might he'll be uh, in the gold cup too yeah he's good enough for costa rica i good enough for gutch uh
3: this week's edition of it's like when uh fucking tevez went to west ham couldn't get a game <laughs> It's exactly
1: like that. It's just <laughs> like that. But eventually he got a few goals. This week's edition of Opalree. Guys, did you see Seattle? They went fucking hard at FCC on Twitter. Chill out, bro. Yes, of course I did. I also saw uh, Pat Brennan, like, uh, he said
3: something like in a British way. <laughs> it made me cringe pretty hard. It's like,
1: up the lads. A bit savage, that <laughs> <laughs> is what he said. He was pretty negative, you know. We're way more positive, surprisingly, yeah. than um, Pat Brennan is. And he's usually the voice of joy when it comes to that. Um, a bit savage, that. What? I don't see it. Did he delete it? That'd be, wow, Pat, deleting tweets. Wow, Pat. Running from your tweets, brah. <laughs> <laughs> Crazy, man. You got to own that shit, though. Um, I've had a great few days on Twitter. Some of my some of my tweets really, really blown up. Nobody else had posted that video of uh, Waston slapping Bertone, so that got me some. Yeah, he deleted it. What the fuck? Oh, that's pretty crazy. TT uh, Chan, I should say this. You know, last year we struggled as well with the absence of Mitch says no. People were trying to get one for TT. Uh, organically, if you can believe it, last night, um, I'll give credit to Max, a.k.a. Kakarot. He went with a. TT whoop whoop TT whoop whoop and uh, when the crowd joined in I'll tell you what it just sounded right so you've heard it here first folks Uh, don't be surprised when you hear that after every fucking TT chant so uh, practice your TT whoop whoop TT whoop well it sounds crazy when it's just me but you gotta take my word for it uh, Nick, I'll get you involved in this. I was just curious, what do you think the future of KLR is now that we're a major league podcast? I mean, this is the episode, really. I mean, we had the preseason, but we've really turned the corner now and we're major.
2: I just can't get that comment about me being replaced out of my head. So I think that <laughs> is needs probably, to be addressed some more. That's probably, yeah. <laughs> I feel like I'm going to be kicked off here any day now um yeah i just i just hope we're not getting fucking crushed four to one every game because that would be uh that'd be a future i don't want to live in um <laughs> but the, just I each I of our
1: one goals was a fucking <laughs> banger
2: <laughs> I, I was actually really um i really liked the fact that the sounders went so hard against us because it's like um that's what i kind of liked about the usl because it seemed like it was it would be a little bit more savage than like a, uh you know than like a, um than like major League Soccer, but no, I, I um I like it. I like fucking knives out, dude. Um, so yeah, I think that we're we're gonna be right at home. No, with, they were uh,
1: they were piling it on till the very end. They were trying to get that fifth well, the, goal. They were the best. Running. The
2: best part was like there was a, a Sounders fan was explaining that like what, what the what the comment the tweet meant, and he was like, yeah, I don't know, um uh, PR person apparently doesn't know how to do banter and and blah blah blah, and like all these other people were coming in like. Yeah, the fucking sounders don't forget anything. Like, don't say anything stupid. And I'm like, oh, we're going to say more stupid shit. Don't worry about <laughs> that.
0: <laughs>
1: this is just the beginning. We got plenty of dumb shit to say. Uh, I did say after our goal, I was like, that was a fucking classic Koch goal. <laughs> it's like up one nothing. Had absolutely nothing to do with the game. <laughs> you know, like, if you had been watching everything up to that goal, you'd be like, oh, this is not going to end well. They'd be like, oh, how do we score? I'm like, fucking... 30 yards out on a fucking <laughs> rope that's how yeah
3: and then it would be classic fucking Birdo like sign Koch up for another
1: three seasons like <laughs> loving what I'm seeing out there with the goals
0: <laughs>
1: but if you took them away uh, what else next week Atlanta me and Zach are traveling down uh, uh. <sighs> um, what I was thinking last night because that game was so fucking late and it was like midnight and the game like hadn't even ended yet and I was so tired. I was thinking, I was like, oh, man, I don't want to drive to Atlanta. It was just because I was so tired at that moment. It was as if I had to like drive in the morning. But uh, that was already my initial thought. And uh, But it uh, looks like fun. I saw there was a fucking a million news crews in Seattle covering uh, all the FCC fans. And there were a lot of them. And there were some good reaction shots after the goal. People I knew fucking getting loose. And uh, hopefully Atlanta, we have... At least uh, a goal to celebrate, because I want to I want to have that feeling on the road as well. Um, Zach, what are your feelings, dreams, aspirations about the coming week? Yeah, I
3: think it was Friday at about nine o'clock. I went to see a band play and I told Megan. I was like, man, I feel like shit. I really, I'm like the thought of driving home from Atlanta after that game (laughs) is already making me tired. Um, You don't have to go. No, I really want to go. Um, No, what I think is going to happen is that Powell's going to fucking score, and Nick's going to eat his
1: words. Yeah, Nick. I have the same feeling.
3: (laughs) And you know, there was some uh, some Atlanta fans were saying like, "Oh, we advanced in the Champions League. We're going to have our B team out there." I was like, even if it's like. 40% 40% of their B team which I think that's the most we, we're really in for it <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah I mean if, if fucking Breck Shea is going to score a screamer against us, there's something horrible. Yeah, I mean, that... they're not going to put a bunch of slouches out there for their home opener on national TV. Um, I did watch. Did either of you guys watch their second leg of their Champions League game? Just highlights. Wow, they were fucking flying. <laughs> it was so fast. Uh, Barco, who was not amazing last year, looks like he's uh, you know got a lot of freedom now that um almiron has gone. He was fucking just running directly at people and putting the fear of God in them. But uh, that's all right. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> We've proven we can deal with uh, offenses who know what to do. And the, uh, what was it, South American Player of the Year? Have no fear. Haglin's here. <laughs> <laughs> Haglund. best. Like, obviously, we we're going to talk about this game a lot because it was our first MLS game. But, uh, wow, we talked a lot about that game.
3: <laughs> well, it was it was pretty exciting. And I like that we're all feel pretty good about, about a 4-1 loss yeah for potpourri i would say jonah spoke to one of my longtime internet crushes in real life and uh, uh thank god he's married i'd be pretty nervous
1: uh didn't go very well let's be honest with you I don't think she's a listener so don't to worry uh you know who's someone who i haven't seen at either tifo painting or last night amelia where are you are you out in the world are you staying home baking streusel every day What's going on, Amelia? Get out there! You still got a spot on this podcast,
2: Amelia. Uh, if you want the gig, man, go for it. Nah, just I'm kidding. Just, I'm just kidding. Don't kick me off.
1: We do only
3: have two chairs here.
1: <laughs> oh, two computer chairs. <laughs> I can get a stool for a third person. But uh, yeah, well, yeah, I would say you'll you'll probably get some negative takes from other outlets. But uh, yeah, so if you came, besides Nick's Powell bashing, which is really uncalled for. And, Yeah, overall, I'm feeling, like I said last week, I said, I just want to see what we're going to run out there. I want to see the actual formation we're going to play, which clearly was different. And I want to see just uh, what things are going to look like. And now that I've seen that, I do feel much better.
3: So you guys don't trust, say you do this, sorry, I'm going to keep talking about the game, but uh, we've got this 4-2-3-1. Imagine it's exactly the same, only Justin Hoyt is playing right back and then... On the right side of that front three, you've got Powell instead of Alexander.
1: Yeah. Is that dangerous? Can't be bad. I also feel like uh, while he can get, like, juked out of his boots, Justin Hoyt, his positioning, he d- he's not going to let himself get fucked over. Yeah, he's not going to be, like, trotting back out of the
3: opponent's box while they're about to score on us. He'll be back there doing yeah. something.
2: <laughs> I just keep thinking of that just him getting fucking frozen in the box in that uh was it the crew game he got
3: yeah i mean just, but then if I, you think I of the rest of that all. game that that was really the one moment
2: yeah
1: yeah and it sounded I mean, like I, he was going to start based on everything i've heard if he hadn't gotten hurt he would have been out there and i, I don't know what that would have meant for Deplon, deplan to plan or anything else but go ahead what
2: i think you're absolutely right like i mean if if you can find some way to solidify that space in the field and, and, and our back third with a, a defensive player that's going to stay home, uh, so to speak. Yeah, you definitely got to threaten Powell. I mean, obviously I had to play Jonah's fucking game where I had to pick somebody to kick off the team. <laughs> oh, I forgot <laughs> so about that like, already, actually. I'm not, I'm not trying to like say you know doesn't need to be part of the team, but yeah, um, I don't know. I definitely feel like he's going to fucking score an amazing goal next week and I'm I am gonna eat my fucking words I can feel it
1: um no he will he'll get a hat trick for sure I I I need to I was gonna crowdsource this and the crowd being you too <laughs> because that's, that's all is here next week we'll be driving back Sunday we'll probably get back um in the middle of the night and you know our episodes come out Monday so the question do we attempt to record the podcast <laughs> during the six hour drive back or do we just push it back a day? What do you guys think?
3: Do you clock that at six? Because I thought it was like eight.
1: Well, I don't know Wishful we'll thinking, I guess. Either way, I'm just I gotta saying. I got to be at work Monday, uh, yeah. Monday
3: at eight in the morning. Let's we'll um, just say
1: that it's um, either way. We're not going to be able to do the podcast Sunday. That's, that's all I do know. Yeah, we'll just record in the car. <laughs> six hours, 39 minutes. <laughs> all right. And you know, if we we're driving fast, drove 11 hours to Mississippi. I'll never forget that. But that's for another day. Um, Nick, final thoughts on the week. We're major now, buddy.
2: Yeah, I'd really like to hear more about that Mississippi adventure you had. <laughs> now, it's, it's quite, it was it, it was, it was, it was, it was, <laughs> it was blissful, man. Four to one thrashing was the most blissful thrashing I've ever experienced. I, I just kept thinking of the empty Bethlehem Stadium <laughs> uh, as we're like walking out and all the Sounders fans are doing the clap, the thunder clap thing and like, Koch coach looks like he's gonna puke and uh you know all the glossy fucking camera angles i'm i'm like yeah i'm loving it man it was it was wonderful glossy <laughs> i'm not gonna let that slide i said glossy glossy no, what no i, I said
1: glossy gl- <laughs> <laughs> that's a spicy glossy oh uh, nick You've been pretty good at not messing up words, though, Nick. I got to be honest with you. So I got to take every chance I get to uh, insult you.
3: <laughs> Much like Jonah likes to say, um, milk toast, um,
1: Nick says <laughs> discombobulated, I think, uh, every week. Interesting. I love that word. So, Zach, have a little joy on the mic right now. What was your final thought of the week? Go ahead.
3: Yeah, I agree with Nick. It was uh, the most satisfying 4 1 defeat I think we'll ever have. And, uh, <clears throat> Yeah, I think we've got a lot of potential. I uh, Feeling good moving forward. Can't wait for next week. Can't wait for the week after.
1: And how about the week after that? It just keeps on going. Yeah. It's a long fucking <laughs> it's season. <forever. laughs> it's a long <laughs> ass season. Um, yeah, I will say we're we're kind of spoiled. Our first USL goal was like one of the best 10 goals of the year in USL. And our first goal in MLS was fucking goal of the week to me. But, uh, yeah, my final thought, glory, glory, we're beautiful, we're great, and um, I don't know what else to say. I'm excited. Look, get ready for the shittiest sounding podcast you've ever heard next week. Unless uh, you guys want to pull our mind together, I can buy one of those Tascam things, the four-track uh, portable recorders. So, if we each spend 75 bucks, I can run up to Guitar Center today. I actually, uh, I have Chad's Chad from the
3: podcast. I've got his Tascam at my house right now.
1: The handheld one? Mm-hmm can you ask chad if we can bring it we can be on condensers in the car
3: hey no problem uh amelia what's good um still room in the car
1: to go to atlanta someone bought us a hotel hotel points shout out to scott he doesn't listen to the podcast but uh he's got it like that i guess (laughs) yeah did you hear that nick we're staying in a hotel for free so fuck yourself nick
2: I'm just stuck on the fact that you wanted me to chip in $75 <laughs> to record on something, that I'm not going to be participating.
1: It won't be the last time.
2: Oh, okay.
1: we could record on the way to hell It's real. Oh, dog in the house. Mm. All right, I got to think of some triumphant music to play for uh, the end of this. Probably Slipknot. Rise to God. Bless. God bless. God bless. Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas.
0: Merry.